Some people hodl their cryptos, but others enjoy the thrill of trading for fun and profit. Today, we're pleased to welcome Craig Cobb, known as Trader Cobb, to the show, and he's going to discuss strategies and tips for trading tokens and being happy. And by happy, we mean profitable. You may hodl, you may foddle. But if you want to learn how to be profitable, you may really benefit from today's show. It's episode number 175 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. How many times I got to tell you, Joe Com? It's HODL. It's HODL. Want it to be hodl. It just Why you, did you say hauled? Yep, you got to go and hold them. Yep. Know when to fold them. Exactly. You don't. You don't. You I say do. hold and fold. Hodl. Fodl. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast. We say things how we want to. And if you don't like it, well, turn us off and go listen to that other show. They're not funny uh, and not nearly as handsome as Mr. Travis Wright. My God, I'm getting better looking every day, Mr. Jill Khan. You every are. In fact, day. you just got done telling me that you are at your lowest weight in nine years. That is true. Yeah, since uh, since I was 36. I'm at my lowest weight since I was 36. Well, I just saw you, and I could vouch for you are indeed approaching Schwelt, and uh, you're also you know beefing up there because you're working out. I'm working out every other day. I'm going to the gym. Doing upper body workouts and then do it. I don't do leg workouts as much because I've been walking around with all this extra weight. So my leg muscles are pretty good. <laughs> it's like, don't forget leg day. I'm like, I'm pretty good. I'm still good. Don't worry about that. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I feel so much better. I feel I can say that since I'm going to the gym, working out with a trainer that um, I put on about 10 pounds of muscle and I have not felt this good since my mid 20s. I, I tell mm. you, that's so true. That's good. Need to be fit so we could travel around the world spreading the gospel of blockchain because they don't call us the blockchain blockheads for nothing. They don't call us the crypto clowns for nothing. They don't tell us that we're bad for nothing because we are. They don't actually say any of that. We said that ourselves. We we said that about ourselves. It's really funny. Uh, Back in 2004, I wrote the first ebook that was out there about making money with Google AdSense called What Mm -hmm. Google Never Told You About Making Money with AdSense. And when I went to conferences and events, people would greet me and they'd say, hey, it's Dr. AdSense, you know, and shake my hand. And, and, um, you know, why would people call me Dr. AdSense? Well, it's because I signed my emails. Dr. AdSense. And then I decided, you know, that's really stupid. I'm just going to be Joel. And I stopped calling myself that. And so other people did as well. And the moral of the story is, is uh, brand yourself how you want to be seen. It's kind of like Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura is not a doctor, right? She's, she's just, I don't think so. She just like calls herself a doctor. She's, she's a doctor of radiology, I guess. Wow. Well, that radiology. Nice. That's probably way cheaper to just call yourself a doctor instead of actually you know, becoming a doctor, probably save yourself a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, she's she's a marriage and family counselor, but I don't know that she ever she, she's a physiologist, but I don't think that she ever got a Ph.D. in what she did. You know, I call myself King Daddy, <laughs> but nobody else will. No, that doesn't mean I'm a king. <laughs> yeah, but it does mean you're a daddy, though. You do. You are. You are a father yeah, of a father. children. Uh, so, father. 
We're, we're glad you guys are here. Welcome to the show. Heard around the world, still vying for North Korea. One of these days we'll get there. And today we're going to talk about trading. We have a gentleman who is a, a YouTube um, crypto star. His name is Craig, but his friends call him Trader. His fans call him Trader. And he's kind of got a no-nonsense, uh, this is how it is, approach to trading cryptos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you've ever wanted to learn how to become more effective at trading the cryptos, this is maybe a person you want to chat with and listen to, pay attention to. You know, we talk about all aspects of crypto. He talks specifically around trading. So if that's if that's your thing, then that's something you're going to want to listen to. And he's got a uh, a course that you'll be able to partake in if you're interested in purchasing that. The link is on our show notes at badco.in forward slash 175. But you can get there directly as you're listening, if you wish, by going to badco.in forward slash trader, T-R-A-D-E-R. And that is our affiliate link for the program as well. So if you do decide to invest in Craig's trading course, then you will also be supporting the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And we do appreciate that. Yep. Yep. And uh, without further ado, let's get to the interview. What do you say, Mr. Jolcom? Let's do it. For the longest time, uh, that's a Billy Joel song. I've been saying that I am a hodler and not a trader. That doesn't mean I haven't made trades, but honestly, I don't feel qualified to trade a whole lot, Trav. Mm. You are a trader. You, what is it? Uh, what was the name of that guy? The, the, uh, the massive trader in America. Uh, Benedict okay. Arnold. Benedict Arnold. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. But, but Why if you gotta want be to... like that, Joel, don't be a trader. Oh, you're a hot. You're not a trader. Cause I want a breakfast named after me. Mm. Right. That's how Very you good. get your eggs. Benedict. It, it's good that there's people in the space that do understand trading, though, and uh, we are privileged to have with us a gentleman who has Trader in his name. Well, not, I mean, his name is Craig Cobb, but he goes by Trader Cobb, C-O-B-B, the website TraderCobb.com. And uh, this guy knows crypto, knows blockchain, has a financial background, investing background before cryptos ever came along. And uh, he's here with us today. Craig, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks, guys. Joel, Travis, I'm looking forward to being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We are pleased that you are here, Mr. Cobb. So you've done some interesting stuff here in the crypto space. You're doing, you have TraderCobb.com. You've been doing some other stuff. So maybe, you know, where did the crypto rabbit hole begin for you? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, look, in all honesty, I was introduced to Bitcoin in 2013, and I sort of kicked it to the curb. Um, <laughs> the reason being, look, I am a trader, so I look for volatility, I look for volume, and uh, I look for the things that I can use, like you know, charting software, proper charting software that I can actually look at and, and, and you know, sort of apply my craft from. And in 2013, many of these things, well, just about all these things, didn't exist, and um, I left it. Now I, I had people say to me. Like still to this day, when I tell this story, they're like, you know, aren't you kicking yourself for not buying some? And God honest truth is no, because if you break your rules, where do you end up? You know, you just keep heading down the wrong side of the path and you know, the, the yellow brick road becomes, you know, you're just sitting in the mud. So um, that's where I was first introduced to it. But honestly, last year, it was when I got my hands hand stuck right into it deep. Um, I got the phone call from a mentor of mine, somebody who I know and respect in the business community. And he said, Cobby, mate, you've got to look at this Bitcoin stuff and crypto. You've like, got to listen to this bad crypto, Cobby. That's what he said, man. I was like, got to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. 
And uh, basically from there, I, I had a look at the tools, the volumes, and went, oh, geez, I, I, I really can't ignore this anymore. Um, the volatility won me over. Uh, look, there's a lot of things that, that suck in the space as a trader, and we can, we can cover some of those later if you want. But um, as far as volatility goes, there is not a market in the world like it. And, uh, and that's really when I sort of went sort of, you know, headlong into it. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been trading crypto full time. I've not traded a single instrument since. Wow, that is all in. And what kind of track record are you seeing, you know, in your trading? Oh, mate, I, I'll tell you one thing. It's a lot better than what it was in traditional markets. Um, and it's just that volatility factor, guys. I mean, if, if you look at – with trading, it's all about managing your risk. That, that's the first thing. You know, everyone talks about rewards. Uh, anyone who's talking about rewards before they talk about risk, I just – you know, they're just not worth spending time with, in, in, in my humble uh, opinion. But uh, I've been doing this for 12 years now trading, and it is all about risk. So when you look at your risk multiple – so let, let's say I'm risking – let's say I'm risking $1,000 on a trade. If I'm trading, say, dollar-yen, for example, I might be happy to get maybe $3,000 profit out of that in a good trade. Now, that might take, depending on the time frame, it might take a long time to get there. Now, that means that you know if I'm looking at three to ones, two to ones, that sort of thing, reward to risk multiples, so taking my risk of 1,000, making it 2,000, 3,000 profit, then as I have a fair few losing trades, my margins become quite tight. So you've got to be very, very, very consistently good. All right? Now, as much as I made a living doing that, you come to crypto and, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You can get a ten to one in the space of two days. Like it, the 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 reward multiple is just so much more. You, you can, look, your risk stays the same, but the reward multiple is so much bigger that it really, honestly, makes average traders look really good. So it allows people to become full time or professional in this market by virtue of the fact that they might not be, they might need three more years down the track to be able to do this in a, in a different market. But due to the volatility in this space, it's basically making a lot of turkeys fly in hurricanes and uh, making people look very, very good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Dude, he makes turkeys fly. Uh, that's, he makes turkeys fly. That's dude, good. I was t- WKRP in Cincinnati show, the Thanksgiving show. Sorry, I you missed that. Say, yeah, so the, you know, the radio station, they came up with this promotion and they dropped turkeys from a helicopter <laughs> and they all went splat. And uh, the, the punchline is, with God as my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet your uh, Peter was happy with that. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask you this then, because so it seems to me like you have some, you have some processes, you have some, some, some different things that you're looking for. So... We know this crypto goes up, crypto goes down. We've been in a pretty big bear market, right? Since, well, I guess when, when this started, you know, we hit our peak in January and it's been all downhill with a few blips upwards since then. So, you know, how reliable is your methodology when we're in a bear market? Yeah, damn good question. Um, look, I'm an investor first and foremost. So I invest in this space, yeah. So I'm a hodler as well. I invest in great projects. I do hold Bitcoin, Ethereum. I do hold a number of different tokens. So I cover both sides of the of the of the spectrum basically. So my investments are bleeding right now, just the same as everybody else's. Uh, long term, I and mean, when I say investing long term, I'm not talking about crypto long term. I'm not talking about three to six months. I'm talking about actually long term. <laughs> uh, you know, years ahead down the track. So for for me, trading right now is for shorts for the most part. I'm, I'm taking opportunities to short the market. Now, it's very reliable because it's based on human emotion. So I, I've got a checklist structure. So 
for me, like the person you're here right now, I'm, I'm pretty spontaneous. I like to have a bit of fun. You know, it's it's all, all fairly flippant and, um, you know, yeah, get a bit. I have a lot of fun, right? But but when it comes, yeah, we to don't, we don't do that show, here. There's yeah, no fun. No, here. most boring podcast in the world. Serious crypto yeah. podcast, you guys. I know, know, right? Dot the eyes, cross the t's. But um, look, you know, the, the the idea behind it is I'm training human emotion. Um, with a checklist in place, what it allows me to do is have the same structured approach for every single position. Now, whether that's up to, up or down, it, it makes zero difference. the The only difference is right. In a downtrend, um, you know, as we see across many of the top ten, as I said just before we sort of recorded, you know, apart from Bitcoin and Lumen, the, the other eight in that top ten are just in phenomenal downtrends and producing phenomenal opportunities to short. You've just got to know what you're looking for. So it's not just about going in and you know just selling short. You've got to have an entry price. You've got to have a stop loss, which is a price at which you exit the position if it goes against you. So you've got to be wrong at a certain point. And then the good thing is you can let the damn thing run. So with a structured approach, I haven't found the um, uh, my ratios to change whether we're going up or down. To be fair, this year, there's been a lot more opportunities to the downside than there has been upside, a lot more. Uh, and then just in the last two weeks, man, like we, we've had a short on, uh, we put a trade out on uh, NEO, got short NEO, got short uh, Ripple on a Epic breakout trade a couple of weeks back. Oh, sorry, last week. Just an absolute doozy. And you can draw in these levels of support in your chart. Like the the horizontal levels, like the Ripple one was around 42 cents. You can draw that in real clear. We've had some phenomenal shorts. When the trends are there, the trades are there, and the opportunities and the reward to risk ratios remain the same. So either direction doesn't really matter. It's been going really well. Well, Craig, let's talk a little bit about what your day looks like. Do you get an early start? Because the crypto markets aren't like the stock markets. You know, they don't open at a certain time. You could do this right. anytime. Take us through your day. Yeah, good call, man. Like for, for me, a lot of it's about routine. So um, it's it's winter here in Sydney now, which we're coming out of it. Yeah, freezing, freezing cold, nineteen degrees uh, today high, and it's you know it was feeling pretty cold this morning at about nine degrees. So I got my big jacket on. So horrible weather, right? Um, so usually when it's not too dark, I'm usually in the office around seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. All right, so I'll walk. I'll do some exercise of some kind, not too strenuous in the morning to get me started, get in, plug everything up, fire up my computer screens. I'll do a podcast straight away as I commentate the market from the beginning. Uh, and then I really sit down and start looking at the markets. I, I do a top 100 scan uh, every day, five days a week with, with my membership, looking for trading opportunities, scanning the market, helping to empower these people to understand not just why I don't take a trade and why I do take a trade, but all the little things in the middle. And then throughout the day, I'll have a, I'll have a watch list that I'll just go back and keep rechecking. Uh, I'll always have, if I'm in between, I'll have Bitcoin up in front of me all day. There's always a screen dedicated to Bitcoin because I want to see what's going on there. And you know, the old saying in traditional markets is uh, in the US, you know, if, if the US uh, sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Mm. And that's very much the same as with Bitcoin. If Bitcoin's down 1%. Achoo! Oh, oh no. man, Travis, you made us all sick. Come on. Alt's oh, down 10% man, because the world of that. Is sick. <laughs> Alt's are down 10% because of that sneeze. That's your fault. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm a market mover. <laughs> you are, man. So that's what I do. I just I just keep looking and keep checking. Everything I do is in a visual sense. It's, it's technical analysis, reading charts. It's pretty straightforward. Well, one of those things that's interesting is that, like, okay, so you're sitting there reading charts. 
like over the past couple of weeks, there's been some extraordinary news, right? Like this new black backed platform, Microsoft and Starbucks are going to be doing some of this stuff. And then there's other great pieces of news that have been popping up and more and more institutional money is getting into crypto and then all this great news. And then the price of crypto still goes down. Like what the hell? Oh, mate, it's, it's, I've never been involved in a space that's been so irrational, emotional, and immature. Um, it's like, I don't know if you guys have got any kids or not, but it's kind of like the terrible twos. You know what I mean? Like you, you go, hang on, darling, you know, everything's fine. That monsters aren't real. You know, the Teletubbies are. Peppa Pig's awesome. And there's your dummy. And they still go nuts. It's like, dude, listen, listen, it's okay. Everything's good. Why can't you just chill out and understand that we are good here and then they just keep on screaming and they keep on going crazy it's a really really wild market i'll tell you what i'm i'm in the position kind of like what you guys are. I've, I've got a podcast as well the, the trader cop crypto show and I'm, I'm pretty lucky that i get to interview a lot of fantastic guests in this space you know from guys that that are heading up the market you've never had us on what the hell trader mm. Cobb? well that's, the that? thing. Well, that's your next man for sure right, then we've had i've had a chance to chat with all these brilliant people once we get with, done with all of them then we'll have you <laughs> yeah we'll on. run out well, of brilliant I, people <laughs> look i was waiting for my ratings to get high to get you on <laughs> well we're certainly not going to do it for you <laughs> <laughs> we we will bring yeah you look they're, they're not worried they are not worried. Like, you know, you've got the guy who runs a blockchain for Microsoft. You've got some big, big, big names in the space here, fund managers, all sorts. And, you know, everyone's focused on the long term. They're not focused so much on the short term. Yes, it, the short term can hinder the progress long term and it will hinder adoption because whilst ever Bitcoin's not above 10,000, it's not in the press, it's not getting that exposure. But in the background, the technology continues to improve, grow, and the people that are getting interested and involved in this space is really, really good. And I actually think, you know, call me call me what you want to, and I'm sure I'll cop it left, right, and center for saying this, but these we'll periods – Oh, thanks, George. Good on you, <laughs> <laughs> these, these downturn periods allows the technology to sort of be built more so that when the hordes do come, we're ready and it doesn't crash. Mm, there's going to be hordes. The hordes are coming. Hordes. Oh. Hmm. They are. So let's talk about what you think you know, is happening in the market right now? Why Why are we being suppressed? Is it manipulation? Is it fear? Uh, is it something else? Are you doing it? Is Travis sneezing? What? Why? <laughs> I think it's, it all realistically comes down to the sneeze factor. Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. You hear. Good Lord, Joel, don't fart. You hate to see what <laughs> Um, look, I, I, the manipulation case is one that's always brought up. And um, look, it, it's it's definitely there. Why? Because it exists in every market. You know, wherever there's a good person, there's also a crap person. It's just the way the world works. Unfortunately, greed is there. Uh, as far as why we are, we are where we are, I think that the institutional money is there. Uh, it is definitely coming in. It is definitely being spent. If, if you recall sort of End of 2017, early 2018, everyone was talking about institutional money. When the institutional money comes, when the institutional, when, 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 when. Well, it's there. It's just not buying on exchanges. So where I'm seeing institutional money coming in is it's coming in through uh, funding ICOs or funding blockchain space projects. And they're not just after tokens. They're after equity as well. So the money is coming in. It might not have hit the market yet. The market cap will increase, but it's as the projects come into the market. Now, I think that with people that bought, if you, if you consider the people that bought back in 
you know, October, November, December. I mean, that that hype cycle, that run up, that was just fueled by basically lots of mum and dads getting involved. I mean, the amount of people that owned Bitcoin at, you know, $16,000, dollars $18,000, there's a very large number of these people. And it was just that FOMO factor. And that's why we saw the, the growth as far as price is concerned uh, spike. So, I mean, you look at December, man, like there was two days we did like $3,000 in a day. Are you kidding me? That's not sustainable. Now, when that buying that's dried up, it came up. We need more of that, Mr. Trader Cobb. It will come. Don't get me wrong. It will come. But it's not sustainable. So I think that um, you know those people. We just those people came in when when the media grabbed a hold of it. I think we'll see the media grab a hold again and momentum increase. But we need to get above ten thousand. So it's up to us as the community to just be cool, to get educated, and to realize that you know having a tantrum and selling everything. You could have done that four or five times in the life of Bitcoin, and guess what? A hundred percent of the time, you would have been wrong, and you would have been kicking yourself. Don't fall into that percentile. Don't fall into that. If you're in the space, have some faith and learn more about it to get that faith if you don't already have it. That's the way we're going to keep our is, Isn't the fear that like people think, oh, yeah, it's bounced back every time, but not this time. This time it's debt. This time, you know, it's never going to run like it did before. What for anybody who's in that position and thinking that, let me just give you a little bit of perspective here. I, see, the thing is, I love perspective, right? We are a total market cap of 200 billion all right to give you an idea apple's i think apple just cracked a trillion or close to a trillion they did yeah, yeah. So we go first company ever yeah, with 20 percent the size of apple apple could buy the entire crypto market just on its balance sheets okay so we are microscopic we are so we're beyond the beginning just but we're like, you know, if you think about the circle of life, you know, the, you know, the, the amoeba comes out and it's like a bacteria, then it becomes like this little tadpole, then the tadpole becomes a frog, and the frog becomes. We are probably at about the tadpole stage, you know. Bitcoin, are we all using it to spend? No. Half of these projects that are out there are there to create or to bring things into this space to help the world to develop, but the world isn't ready yet. You know, at the end of my podcast, I ask all the guests, you know, where, where do you think we are, 1993 or 2000, in, in, you know, in relation to the internet? Because obviously the internet was around before 1993, but it sort of went kaboom 2000 and, oh, you know, there was that cough again. Uh, <laughs> around 2000, we saw it fall. Most people at the start of the year were saying about 1993, 94. Um, of course, crypto moves very fast. People are saying now 95, 96. Um, this market cap is so small, guys. If crypto is even going to, you know, take a hold of even a fraction of the community, we have got multiple trillions there for us to uh, to, to reap the rewards on. That's where the faith should be held, and that also needs to be combined with researching. So you understand what it's about, because if you just invest in something without an idea, it's very difficult to ride through the bad times. Now, now it's interesting to me because you did just point it out that the current market cap at this very moment is 204 billion US dollars which is like 300 billion Aussie dollars right close to <laughs> about 400 billion no so it, it is crazy <laughs> what, what would that be in the Zimbabwean dollars oh, dude, or it would be like hundreds of trillions of dollars right probably how many quadrillions in yeah. Venezuelan money going to say that <laughs> it's a seven I don't know whatever's beyond that exo I don't know what the hell's beyond a quadrillion. I don't know. Stephen Hawkins isn't here anymore. To ask. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a quintillion? 
Probably would be a quintillion. Nicely done, Mr. Joel Com. You're good at the numbers. Yeah, but do you know that? Can you fact check that? I mean, he just said a big word. Do you do you know that, or are you just going to yeah. give up? You well, just I just like quad, and then Quinn would make sense. That is pretty good. And then like you know, after that, as uh, what is it? A sextillion. That sounds good. I'd love to have a sextillion. Um, so, so uh, it actually you're right. It is a sextillion, and then a septillion. Oh yes, would, would be. With and so then, many zeros that, and then a reptilian. But, but do you get a septillion from having a sextillion? And you need a cream for that, or? Well, that's if you got to have two sex, sextillions, make a septillion. I think. I'm not sure. I don't. I, I got to go to, back to my uh, biology class. Right so, so let's talk about ICOs and marketing, right? So that's some of the topics that you cover on yeah. your show. So, so that was one of the things. Like Joel and I, we've been in marketing for a long time. He got on. Joel got on the internet, built the first website in 1995. I got online right. in '96. And, uh, you know, I've been figuring it out ever since then. And so that's one thing that when we got into the space, we're like, man, here's all these great companies that are maybe marketing poor and cash rich. We can use our skills to help them, you know, within a lot of different areas, PR, you know, and other different things that we can do and connections and marketing strategies and social stuff and paid ads and all this different stuff. And so there's a lot of errors that happen within you know, different companies that are doing uh, ICO marketing. You Maybe you could maybe touch base on some of the things that you're seeing. Yeah, look, I, I think that the biggest error that many of them are making is the way they present themselves in a physical sense, okay? Um, I, I get a lot of shows, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, presenting or on panels or just there, you know, trying to keep my head to the ground and work out exactly what's going on and who's doing what, when, why, and how, trying to find good projects to invest in. But, I mean, one of the one of the things I see is it happens time and time again. You know, you, you know when you sit down, you've got that little pitch deck. With, they've got their pitch deck, and there might be five ICOs that go bam, 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 ten minute pitches. And you sit there and you go, okay, let, let's let's hear your elevator pitch. And what they've got is they've they've got the guy who's maybe the CTO, and and that guy is like a coder. He's a genius, very smart individual. But you got to remember that there might be one other person in the audience that understands what he understands. They don't talk to investors. In many ways, you know, you've got their pretty videos and with a little ding, 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 music in the background, and they're talking about here at such and such project, we do da da da, and it's like okay, that was that was nice and simple, but when they when they like it, it it's not congruent when that when they actually have somebody who's talking about the project, they don't break it down into a simple right. Here's what we do. Here's what we're going to try and you know. Here's the issue we're going to fill. Here's how we're going to monetize that. And guess what? Here's how you benefit being a token holder. I see you getting too caught up in the detail in the tech, and the tech's important. But if you're going to have ninety percent or ninety five percent of the population doesn't understand the tech behind it, why talk? To the five percent that does, when you need the ninety-five percent to make your project work, I, I think that the message from the mouth of the um, of the project is often overcomplicated, and they lose a huge amount of their value by not communicating a very simple message. I think that's a big area. I see there's a massive improvement to be made. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, interviews on the show with. New cryptos with ICOs. We do a crypto spotlight and that's a sponsored show and they'll come on and, you know, sometimes it will be the developer and they just have the charisma of a dish rag. You know, there's just, you know, and um, we have the blockchain that um, we're going to be built. And it's like, okay, you guys need a, a marketing person that speaks to the people about the solution, the problem that uh, that you're solving 
So I'm just going to give a hearty amen to that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's very. I, I'd very like to add this as well because that's, that was one of the things that sort of hit us up whenever we were when we were looking at crypto and thinking about doing a podcast. We were like, <laughs> most of these podcasts are those same technical yep. nerds mm. that are so technical, like the masses are never going to understand crypto if these are the guys that are leading this stuff. And there actually, there's some really great shows out now over the course. I think people are, have gotten better, but early on, man, they were just such. Like Joel always calls them the pointy heads and the, <laughs> you know, thick accents and really smart people who do not have the charisma to help teach people. And so we said, you know what, as we learn, let's go teach some people and let's have fun with it. And so that, that's where bad crypto came from. Well, you may be smart, that, but we're bad. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's true. Is that how Trader Cobb came around? Is it you go, you started doing trading and you said, hey, this is pretty cool. Let me start teaching people how to trade crypto. So you can earn crypto. I mean, what was the genesis of, of the idea behind, you know, Trader Cobb? Oh, look, TraderCobb.com started out of frustration, to be honest with you. I had no desire to uh, to do what I'm doing as far as be a commentator, as far as have a podcast, as far as teaching people. Uh, I, I taught people in traditional markets for years and I walked away from it when, you know what, bugger this, I'm just going to trade myself again. This is, this is way better. Uh, I'd run a little fund of my own. Didn't really like that. The idea of, uh, you know, sitting there trading actively. I just had the wrong investor, to be fair. But all the things that I've done in the space, I was like, you know, in, in traditional markets, I was like, no, 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 no. I just want to focus on me trading my money because I know how to do that and I do I do well with that. Then I got to the point with crypto, you know, I'd, I'd see the market. I'm like, right, I know my strategies work. I've been watching it a couple of months. You know, I usually watch a market for a couple of months full time before I actually go into it just to see if there's anything that I need to pick up. And so I'm looking around, right? I'm going on YouTube, I'm, I'm, you know, as you do, Googling, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. I'm uh, sorry, not Facebook, because I, I was never on Facebook, I am now, but uh, I was across the, most of the other socials. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of people doing videos where they're swearing like troopers, they're doing videos in the shower, they're doing this. They're, it, it, it just seemed like such an immature space. I'm thinking, that's cool. Like, I dig it that, you know, everyone's got their own angle. That's fine. But there's nobody. I'm actually doing this podcast from the toilet right now. Is that wrong? Don't fart, remember? I didn't, Don't fart. It's, I a didn't crap, know that. it's a really crappy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know these rules. I, Joel, how come you didn't tell me that it's not yeah. cool? Never mind. It's okay. I didn't know. Viva El Baño! <laughs> but what I'm getting at, you crazy mofos, is um, I, I didn't have anybody that I felt like I could listen to and that I didn't feel like I had anybody, not listen to, but learn from it. I didn't feel like there was anybody that had the the relevant experience that I required as, as a traditional trader and investor to feel comfortable enough to dive in with any confidence. So effectively that's what kicked it off uh, a lot of the stuff that people were selling as far as their courses i was like oh dear god i learned that in year one and i threw it all away and these guys are trying to teach people and that's the saying even a turkey can fly in a hurricane everyone was saying just buy this buy this based on this this and this and they were all right because you know may june july everything just went up and then again you know september october november everything went up so everybody was right now they've gone very quiet, and they everybody's super smart when the market's exactly. going up. I was like, "Oh my god, everything I touch turns to gold." Exactly. Uh, exactly. Except now, so that's 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 how well, it came I, about. Frustration. I wonder, Craig, uh, would you be willing to share which uh, you know coins and tokens you like, not for trading but for long term? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to go into some of that. Um, there's one in particular. I mean, I hold Bitcoin, I hold Ethereum. I think both of those. Uh, you know, I think they've got to be part of a stable, uh, a stable, balanced portfolio. That's just my. View. View, not a, not financial advice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but for me, there's a little project out of Australia called Horizon State. Now, Horizon State is basically voting using the blockchain. Now, the interesting thing about it is I, I like to invest in projects that uh, I can either that, – that, that are either um, – you know, either have cash flow. They don't have to be cash flow positive, but they've got to be making money, i.e., you know, they're not just trying to put a dog on the moon uh, next week. They're actually doing something now. And it's transacting. They're actually getting some traction, and you know they don't have. Like I said, they don't have to be cash flow positive. They just have to have a form of cash flow. So, and then a plan to develop that. These guys have got that. They've got some great contracts with some government areas. So, when you, when you think of voting, you think you generally think of voting through a government, right? But what people forget is that with voting, there's a huge amount of voting that's done within massive corporations. You know, you, your Fortune 500 companies. There's a whole voting process. AGMs have voting. Voting's you know applied to so many different areas. Government's probably going to be, you know, the oil tanker that takes the longest to come around to digitizing and making it actually, you know, um, you know, unhackable and irrefutable and, and true and honest, which is obviously, you know, part of the benefit of the blockchain, right? Um, you don't have to count all these votes sixteen times and, and call somebody fraud or fake or whatever if it's on the blockchain because it just is. So. I really, really have a lot of faith in, in that project. I, I I also know the guys or the guy who who sort of Greg right Greg, Greg you, you are fake news. <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> we I we actually uh, we had uh, Jamie Skella on the oh, show yeah. last year. Yeah, there you go. yeah, and 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 I agree. I think that uh, you, you know voting on blockchain it does solve the problem of most of the the problem of voter fraud but there's are so many uses for voting outside the government Absolutely. and so i'm, I'm going to concur with you on that what else you like uh there's a couple of tokens coming out of uh china that i like one's called content ad network so again it's a small cap um it's listed i think it's on okx um but again i, I like it because it, it sort of fits my traditional investor ethos which is I, I get it. It makes sense. And they're also profitable. So they, they sell these like um, internet uh, wireless router boxes. So you know how we get our internet now. It's in a box. It's Wi-Fi, yada, yada. Well, they've, they've actually got these boxes that plug in um, and they'll mine the token. So it'll mine the token. So hopefully they can help to pay for your internet. So in you know lower socioeconomic countries, it will help make it much more affordable for them to have access to the internet. But they've also got two terabytes of um, memory within each of these, which helps the uh, content. Um, you know, you think of the big content, Alibaba and YouTube, all this, it helps to store content locally within there. And of course, what they can do is they can have Wi-Fi all around the world now where you can plug into your phone and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But they'll have, they'll sell, sell adverts to get this free Wi-Fi. So they're profitable just on the box. That's what I like. Day one, they sold, you know, they did a conference, they sold 30,000 of these boxes, these units instantly. They had to stop. So they go like, holy Jesus, we, we've got to fill this order yet. Let's, let's put a, put the pause on that. Um, they're big in China and they're, they're, they're going global expansion at the moment. I really like those guys. They're, they're the two at the moment that I am most interested in that, that, I, that I'm happy to talk about um, that, because I know enough about the business. I see what they're doing and I really agree with it. And these are, you know, there's so many out there that are so undercover. They're so hidden. And again, it's, it's, it's just that we're in the right position to be able to meet these projects and ask them our questions. I mean, Jamie Skeller, lovely bloke and a great project. Um, and the other bloke, Ola, he's um, probably the most traveled man I've ever met who, who runs Content Ad Network. So um, very exciting times. That's so great. 
Thanks, thanks for shilling those coins on back. Don't like to shill, but you asked a question. I gave you an answer. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, I love it, and we actually had uh, Power Ledger on that mm. same episode that we had Horizon State. So another great, awesome. Yeah, there's some great stuff doing. going on down there in the crypto lands down in Australia, mate. Oh, we are kicking ass. We're like, you know, the way I describe uh, Australia at the moment, it's like a, in the Sydney 2000 Olympics when we had them here in Australia. We we kicked ass. The, we we punched so far above our weight. We suck at sport mm-hmm. now, but like in in the blockchain space, we seem to be like the year 2000 Olympics. We we we. We've got some good stuff here, and a lot of people are interested because we, we're legit too, right? We, you know, we, we're pretty trustworthy as a nation. Well, not only are you legit, you got you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really sharp people and developers, and there's a great community down there for it not really being a huge, you know, a huge country. What is it like 20 million, 20 million people or so? That's like one city in China. Yeah, we we right? just hit twenty five. I saw the fireworks last night. Oh, nice! Congratulations! <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. I've been there twice. I would move to Australia. The beach is there. The beer, the ladies, the fun, the 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 vibe. Very cool country. We need we need to do a bad crypto world tour in Australia, man. We got to figure out man, a way to get down. Do I, I was do. on Bondi last night fishing. That's that's how close the city is to the beach, right? Bondi. I was fishing on Bondi. I love last Bondi. Night. Bondi Beach, Manly Beach. Both those mm-hmm. beaches are just unbelievable. And then you have these just un, these just amazing cliffs mm. that you know. It's like once you get into the Sydney Bay and that harbor area, you're good. But like outside of that bay, there's like a little opening and like there's been all kinds of ships that have wrecked outside yep. trying to get into the Sydney Bay, like over the you know hundreds of years or whatever. It's just fascinating to go out there and check out that whole scene. It's beautiful. I love it. But, yeah, big fan. It's not a question at yeah, all. Yeah, big down on been down under myself a couple times and I really enjoy it. And would love I in fact I've got a friend who runs a, a third generation chocolate shop down there. I'll, here's a plug from Chocolate Johnny perfection chocolates oh chocolate Johnny. Yeah, he's in uh rose bay i don't yeah, know if that's anywhere there. yeah that's near Man, me, I'm, but, I'm, I'm in bondi it's just down the road yeah he's got a play uh yeah, shop there called perfection chocolates go in there and say joel comp said hi and he will he will treat you so well i'm writing it down chocolates. there you go chocolate johnny how do you how do you forget that that's he's like the willy wonka there he does all kinds of uh instagram stories and snapchats and shows people behind the scenes how he uh how he makes the chocolate it has nothing to do with crypto but uh so craig you've got uh, your website um why don't we go ahead and give a plug here for Trader Cobb? And I'm going to give people a, a special link to go through to go to the site. So go to badco.in forward slash trader. That's our affiliate link in case you guys end up acquiring any of his services. What do you guys offer? Mate, basically everything you need to be a trader effectively. I mean, look, everything that I do is designed around making it logical, making it simple, literally everything. I mean, I've got, in my office right now, I've, I've got stick ups, right? It says, if it's not clear, it's not there. Trade what you see, not what you think. Everything's about a systemized trading approach with literal checklists. So if, if you're new to trading, and not, you don't have to be new to crypto, but if you're new to trading, then what you need to have is not just TA because tra- technical analysis, it's like having a, a, a pantry full of ingredients and you're told bake a chocolate cake, but you've never smelled a chocolate cake. You've never seen one. You've never heard the recipe. You've got no idea what a chocolate cake is and you've got 5,000 ingredients in that pantry. What I do is I break it down and go, right, you need to have this, 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 and this. I've got essential factors you must tick and bonus factors. It's a systemized approach to trading. It's not just the trading strategy. It's about routine. It's about mindset. It's about how to run a business in trading and how to t- keep your records to be better. 
So there's a whole suite of different stuff in there. You can jump on board uh, to the free bi-weekly videos to suss it out first. Uh, any questions you've got, just shoot it through to us. We've got a little chat box on the website, so you can you can speak to the staff. And we're you know we're super accommodating. We just want to help you guys be, right become the best trader you can be. That's great. There'll be there'll be no sussing. I don't know. There's no sussing out. We don't need any of that. That sounds like such a negative thing. Ah, oh, we sussed out. Really? What is that? Ah, it's an Australian <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, an Australian thing. Hey, so so since you're doing a lot of trading and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, when is this institutional money going to pop in and start rolling on this? I mean, there there's been is. conversations about it. There's been some movement. When is this going to well, roll? A couple of, let's talk about the. Let's talk about the uh, quickly. Talk about the uh, the the barriers first. Um, as a trader, I can tell you right now that uh, the exchanges are not up for the task. Even the ones you might think are specifically for trading, Bitfinex. Look, I'll tell you right now that they have got nothing on the platforms that exist in traditional markets. Nothing at all. Um, so as as the exchanges start to provide us. Uh, tools for professional institutional type trading it's it's going to be difficult for other people like me to get involved unless they're truly committed like i am the institutional money is coming through the equity deals they're doing with other projects as far as um a lot of other stuff i know some guys that run otc desks the institutional money does come it just leaves very quickly so they get they get uh, they get a bit nervous and get out very very fast i think it's just uh once we can get above ten thousand, i think we'll see the next big cycle kick in as we'll see more media Hey, we had somebody on the show not long ago, Josh Olzowitz or something like that. He he does some trading, and he's talking about this Ichimoku. Um, uh, yeah, Ichi, Ichi butthole, I think we said it's on the show. For that. Um, is, <laughs> is what it sounds like to me. But is that is that one of the pieces of information that you use? Is that something that was valid? Because this dude was all like, man, I'm Ichimoku on it all day. Uh, not for me, no. I mean, look, there's more than one way to skin a cat. That's another little Australian saying for you if, you, if you don't know. I like cats, I have a cat. Mm-hmm. But so, no, look, it's, it's, for me, it's... Why do you want to skin cats? They're very, they're okay. They're well, nice. not living ones. Not even dead ones. Anyway, where are we going with this? <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> so Ichimoku doesn't matter. That's yeah. just another little piece of the pie just you can pick with one. To you have your own recipe. This other Correct. chef has his own Correct. recipe. Correct. Exactly. Got Look, my, my charts are simple. I can tell everybody now I use the MACD. I use the 10-period moving average and the 20-period moving average. That's it. My charts are simple. They're clean. And that's why it's really easy to make sense of it. He uses the MACD because he's the Mac daddy of trading. It's trade a cop. You guys check it out. Check out his videos. Uh, Check out his Facebook page. Go to the show notes for this episode and uh, you'll find the links there. But if you want to see the services that uh, Craig offers, badco.in forward slash trader, a trader cob. Craig, Craigy baby, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing with us. Joel, Travis, it's been an absolute pleasure, boys. And I'll uh, we'll line up to get you on mine because this has been a good, fun time. Thanks very much, everyone. Yeah, MACD10, MACD20. Listen to Trader Cobb, man. You'll make lots of money. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. Once again, if you want to check out Craig's, uh, I'm sorry, Trader, he doesn't go by Craig, Trader Cobb's course, go to badco.in forward slash trader, T-R-A-D-E-R. And Mr. Travis Wright, I think it is uh, time that we gear up for another episode of Talking Tokens with Travis and Jones. Stay bad, 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 bad. That's true. We're going to have a Talking Tokens episode coming up. Talking Tokens 3. Uh, give us a call, 708-885-9030. Give us a 30-second to 60-second uh, pitch on which crypto you love and you want us to talk about 
to the great audience here at Bad Crypto. We've done two of these so far, and uh, the majority of them were t- were tokens that we'd never had done research on, mm-hmm. a couple of which I really liked and uh, went ahead and snagged some. Mm-hmm. Me too. So this is not ICOs, okay? So these have to be existing tokens that have some sort of volume. And, you know, we're trading some reasonable amount. I don't know, even, you know, uh, 50 to 100,000 a day or more, I suppose, would be a reasonable amount. Uh, so these are not necessarily speculative in that uh, one day they might do something, you know, in terms of trade. These are actually trading. So um, call us. You don't have to be eloquent, but please do be brief. Tell us your name, where you're calling from, and what token you would like to uh, to talk about let's let's give them an example of what that sounds like Mr. Well, Travis, let's, right well let's well let's also not only that not just say hey this is jim in australia please talk about litecoin like tell us a little bit about why you like the coin that's where we're talking tokens mm-hmm. tell us what you think about it as well so i think 60 seconds is about the top that you want to do the thing yeah. um you know that's don't probably ramble too long on three minutes no, I think it's probably it's actually probably pretty good because they're talking about the token, why they like it. But don't be shilling something just because like, oh, oh, I've got a whole bunch of this Bitcoin and I sure hope it does good. And so please pump it for us. Like because we do research on them and we've not put a bunch of them on because it's like, oh, oh, look at this coin here with like seventy two dollars of trading volume yesterday. Like we're not going to talk about that one. Yeah, um, especially be, especially if it's one. bad coin. We're not going to talk mm-hmm. about bad coin. Mm hmm. By the way, Bitcoin is still out there. I don't know if it has any volume or not. Um, I suppose it's worth looking to see here. I'm actually going to pull that up right now. I haven't logged into BitShares in probably a month or so. And uh, does Bitcoin still trade? Uh, yeah, it's currently sitting at uh, worthless. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We have some aspirations to make this thing good. We just got to get the blockchain developer to come through. We got some great ideas for it. Develop some blockchain. Oh, thanks for listening. We look forward to your calls. Of course, join us on the Bad Crypto Mastermind, where the discussion takes place on the Facebooks at badco.in forward slash mastermind. And we'll catch you guys on the next show. We love you so much. It hurts. It does. It really makes me stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.